Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over episode 1 of Mahao Shoujo Madoka Magica. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So this first sequence here, we have the main character, Madoka, running through a very surrealistic landscape. And I think that's one of the things I really like about this series, um, in no small part due to having seen it before, how a lot of the more fantastical elements in it take on really surreal qualities. In this instance, I think it's, uh, I guess, fairly notable that everything except Madoka is in black and white, indicating, I guess, a sense of hopelessness. And furthering the sense of surreality, it, it appears as though the city is destroyed, the building Madoka's walking through opened up into the upper limbs of a tree. And while Madoka's sort of watching helplessly, another magical girl is fighting off this giant monster. And it's very clear that the magical girl is fighting a futile battle. This little white cat creature is informing Madoka that this is a very serious thing. If the girl fighting gives up, everything is ruined. But despite all of that, Madoka herself has the power to change all this through the simple act of making a contract with her, or excuse me, with him, him, her, it, QB. If Madoka were to do such a thing, make a contract and become a magical girl, she would gain the power necessary to stop all of this. So just before Madoka goes and makes a contract, she wakes up in her bed, and for the time being, it seems like that whole sequence was nothing more than a nightmare.
So back in reality, life is much simpler than Madoka's dream presented itself. Madoka lives with her parents and her younger brother. And it initially seems like uh, her mother's kind of lazy and unwilling to get out of bed. So Madoka and her mother seem to have a pretty good relationship with each other. They spend a bit of time talking about each other's lives and the goings-on. Madoka specifically about her friends and their relationships. So Madoka's mom gives her a fair bit of, um, I guess, romantic advice about how a girl should dress and act. Specifically as though she has secret admirers, whether or not she actually does. I guess that's sort of, um, a point of contrast between Madoka and her mother. And that's only natural given that her mother's an adult, but... Her mother has the confidence to, well, I guess, assert herself, whereas Madoka, being an adolescent, is more unsure about her place in the world. So Madoka meets up with two of her friends, Hitomi and Sayaka, to go to school. And at this stage, everything seems pretty idyllic. So I guess as girls are wont to do at this age, they generally talk about boys and the like.
So notably, there's a bit of a dynamic going on here where Madoka and Sayaka seem to be the two more immature of the trio, whereas Hitomi is more prim and proper and mature for her age. So now in the classroom, it uh, it seems like romance is the, the big issue of the day. And the homeroom teacher in particular is having trouble. Seems like she's sort of taking her personal issues out on the class by interrogating the classmates on the correct way to cook eggs. So now things... Uh, begin to start in earnest. The girl from Madoka's dream who is fighting the monster is the new classmate in Madoka's class. Her introduction is very bland. She doesn't say much about herself and she keeps a really neutral facial expression. Although notably, she does direct her attention towards Madoka somewhat uncomfortably. So a lot of the other girls in class are taking time to fawn over Homura. But notably, Madoka and her two friends are not involved in that. And all three of them have sort of picked up on that there's something weird about the new girl. And they're not quite sure how to feel. So Homura declares that she's feeling a little tired and needs to go to the nurse's office. And she seemingly uses knowledge she shouldn't have, which is to say she knows who the nurse's assistant is in the class, this being Madoka, to escort her to the nurse's office. And in doing so, she refuses the other girl's offers. Interestingly enough, she's getting Madoka to accompany her to the nurse's office, but... Homer is leading the way. So there's a palpable air of discomfort here as Homer seemingly has knowledge that she should not. She knows the direction to the nurse's office without Madoka having to tell her. She also tells Madoka to address her with her given name, which in Japanese culture is um, a rather intimate thing to do. It's not something you do with people you just meet. 
So as if Homer weren't being weird enough here, she suddenly asks Madoka if she treasures her life as it currently exists. She also gives Madoka what sounds like a sort of cryptic threat, saying that if you really do like the status quo of your life, then you wouldn't change anything, because that could mean losing everything. So we get a little sequence here, a little um, montage of various school activities. And it's very clear that, for one reason or another, Homura has all the answers, she's physically capable, she... I don't think it's, uh, pole vaulting, but, like, jumping over a high bar, similar to pole vaulting. She's setting... gym records left and right. So, for reasons that are currently unknown, Homer is very exceptional, essentially in all regards. So after school, Madoka's discussing the day's events with her friends, and they're sort of unsure about how to interpret things. So Madoka... Madoka's sort of explaining her deja vu about the girl, and how she saw her in a dream, and everybody's sort of teasing her for it. So Hitomi tries to explain away the idea of having dreamed of Homura by saying it's just your psychiatrist recycling a face you've seen before. And while that may or may not be an actual psychological phenomenon, anyone familiar with this series knows that that's not the reason behind all this. So the plot thickens slightly more in that Sayaka and Madoka take a, uh, a detour to the music store and Madoka accurately guesses that it's uh, on behalf of a boy that Sayaka presumably likes. So while all that's going on, that little white fox creature we saw before is being pursued by someone who is, in all likelihood, Homura, for reasons unknown.
Now things were going pretty normal in the music store. They were looking around, listening to CDs. But before very long, Madoka started hearing a voice in her head asking for help. Now, we know this to be that cat creature, but what his deal is and why he can talk inside people's heads is uh, not something that's presently known. I guess the salient point more than anything is that there is really something going on here. None of it's normal. None of it's really well explained. So Madoka finds and cradles the injured animal and is confronted by Homura. So Homura, it looks like she's carrying a chain and she's, like, prepared to strangle the sorry animal. But because Madoka's standing up to her, she's hesitating just long enough for Sayaka to intervene and give them better cover to escape. Of course, Homura's not remarkably affected by this. That is, until uh, something really spooky starts happening. Uh, this is one of the artistic choices I really like. Because there's a lot of surrealism that goes on here. But it's not just... Like, the... Uh, it's not the same medium as the rest of the show. It, it seems like there are still images used as well, like um, cutouts and things like that. And it makes like a very, almost like Monty Python, Terry Gilliam-esque sort of thing. So it doesn't take very long for Sayaka and Madoka to be caught up in whatever's going on as well. And... Understandably, they're quite freaked out. I'd imagine I would be too in their position if reality had started to... I guess, transform itself into this horror show. So before anything really bad can happen, a fourth girl intervenes on behalf of Sayaka and Madoka. Notably, she mentions that uh, Kyube, the little cat creature, is her friend and she is indebted for Madoka and Sayaka having rescued him.
So this new girl appears to be an upperclassman at their school. But beyond that, she already appears to have the powers of a magical girl. In that she's able to transform her clothes and combat whatever spooky stuff is going on. Notably, she's able to fight with great effect, and she very quickly dispels whatever that reality warping stuff was. So there's a bit of tension between this new girl and Homura, where the new girl's intimating that if Homura doesn't leave now, things could get violent in short order, and that's not an outcome either of them really wants, so it would be in their best interest to leave peaceably. Notably, Homura does so rather than escalate the violence. So we get a little hint of something odd going on, because Kyubei wants them to form contracts with him, but he already knows their full names, presumably without any introduction. Interesting, isn't it?
Alright, that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy. <laughs>